0: It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. One of the many exciting opportunities that our Elevate online experience provides us is uh, to be able to bring in some of our friends from around the world as uh, virtual guest speakers. And so uh, this day being Mother's Day here in Australia, I thought we'd invite in one of our favorite mums uh, on the planet. Uh, she's a great friend of ours. Her name's Marcy Painter, and together with her husband, Rick, they lead a gateway church on the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria great church, great couple, have become uh, incredibly close friends, more like family in fact than friends to Louisa and myself and uh, I've asked Marcy not to speak specifically a mother's only message uh, but certainly speaks as somebody who's an incredible mom and now grandma uh, and uh, just to invest into all of us here joining our Elevate online experience. So without any further ado, I present to you our great friend Marcy Painter.
1: Well, welcome to Elevate's online experience. My name is Marcy Painter. My husband and I have been uh, leading Gateway Church in Melbourne for about three decades, and uh, we've uh, been very good friends with Mark and Louie for a long uh, time—probably longer than they would like to admit—and we love them very dearly. You're uh, a blessed community to have them as your leaders, and. We, uh, well, I personally am very honoured that um, Mark asked me to speak to you today. So um, we often get on uh, social media and see what's happening in sunny Perth, and uh, we are very envious of your weather. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, I hope you mums are sitting there with your new cuddly dressing gown or or maybe some slippers or whatever and uh, maybe the kids have spoiled you a bit this morning. Whatever uh, morning you've had, I hope it's it's been filled with some joy. And uh, I, today we want to celebrate motherhood in all of its many forms and uh, I hope that this ISO season has created some really um, creative times amongst your family. But I want to acknowledge women whose children are not their biological children, maybe single girls or married girls without kids who have chosen to invest their lives in young people, Um, youth leaders, mentors, spiritual mothers in the church and in the community. I want to acknowledge grandmothers and great-grandmothers that uh, are often bringing up or helping to raise the next generation. I'm a grandma myself now, so I appreciate that. I want to acknowledge mums whose kids have started families of their own and they're now coaching uh, and cheering from the sidelines. I want to acknowledge mums with teenagers. God bless you. Um, You're in that period of having the stress of not knowing when to hold on and when to let go, that's that's a hard time. I want to acknowledge mums with kinder and school-age kids, especially those of you that are homeschooling at the moment. My, I take my hat off to you. And I want to acknowledge new mums or, or um, girls that are perhaps going into hospital soon to have a baby and maybe feeling a bit fearful Um don't, please. So I, I spoke to a friend of mine who's um, a midwife and she said uh, everything's going on as normal in the hospitals and tell the, tell the new mums not to be frightened. I want to go to the book of Acts um, in the New Testament in the Bible and I want to read you a story. It's from Acts 3, verses 1 to 8. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the Beautiful Gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked to them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking, leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. I want to concentrate on that little phrase that Peter says where he says, look at me. It reminds me of Kath and Kim. Did you know that Kath and Kim were actually biblical scholars? Look a boy, look a boy. I don't know how many of you are Kath and Kim fans, but I certainly am. I've got two kids and I was remembering the other day the many times when I've said, look at me. When they're babies, you have them in your arms and and you're just trying to get that little bub to focus their eyes. And then... One day they start to see you, and it's almost as if you can hear the baby saying, there you are. You're the voice that's been singing to me for nine months. Now feed me. I'm trying to transfer something through my eyes when I'm looking at that little bub, and it was pure love and delight. And then you've got the crazy toddler Time. I remember when I was taking my my little baby girl to have her injection, and uh, my toddler son, who was two at the time, was very upset that his sister was getting something that he wasn't. So he was crying and complaining to me, "I want an injection too," not knowing what he was asking for. So I'm saying, "Look at me! Look at me! You cannot have a needle." I'm trying to transfer some reason to the child. And then when they're a little bit older, I remember them, you know, they're, they're sitting at the top of that terrifying slide and, and they're frozen with fear. And, I, and I'm saying, Look at me, look at me. You're going to be okay. It's going to be fun. I'm trying to transfer a little bit of courage to them. I remember at school age picking my daughter up and having her get into the car and burst into tears, devastated by what some bully had said to to her. And I'd say, look at me. I don't care what they say. You are precious and beautiful and clever. I'm trying to transfer some self-worth to her. As a teenager, with my son, Michael, It's like, look at me, see this face, you do that again and I will kill you. Trying to transfer some wisdom to the boy. At another time, it's, look at me, regardless of what you did, I will never, ever stop loving you. I'm transferring forgiveness and unconditional love. And then on their wedding day, as I'm fixing a corsage or straightening an earring, look at me. I am so proud of you. You are so beautiful, so handsome. Today I release you into your destiny. You can do this. I wanted to transfer encouragement and empowerment. I've spoken about the good times, the times when I felt strong, when I felt like I could actually give something to my kids to inspire them, to teach them. But so often as mums, The last thing we want to say to our kids is, Look at me. Because we feel we've got nothing to give, nothing to pass on, nothing to inspire. It's like we want to shout, Look at anybody but me. Don't follow me. Don't look to me for courage. I'm barely scraping through myself. You need wisdom? I've got zip. You need advice about life? All I know is how to do it badly. You need encouragement to love yourself. I can barely look at myself in the mirror. I want to go back to that story of Peter and John that I read. This is actually one of the first recorded miracles that happened after Christ had physically left his disciples after the resurrection. He'd sent them out to do this big adventure on on their own. So Peter and John have walked with Jesus for three years. They've, They've seen him perform healings, miracles. They've seen him teach thousands. He changed their lives. And then they saw him die, which left them totally devastated, wondering what was it all for? What was the point? And then that first Easter day, they witnessed Jesus alive again. And he says to them, I am passing on this job to you, you ordinary flawed men. I am giving you this extraordinary task to tell the world my story, the story that God loves them with an unconditional love. And he said to them, believe in me. I will give you the power to do this. I will give you the power to be so much more than what you are. I will be with you. Look at me. I am transferring my power to you. You can do this. We fast forward a couple of weeks and uh, Peter and John walk into the temple that day and they hear this crippled man begging for money. They check their, what would Jesus do, bracelets. They knew that Jesus would have healed this man with just a touch, but they had not tried to do what Jesus did since he had physically left them. Can you imagine Peter feeling, as we often do, as mums? You need so much more than what I can give you in my own strength. Was he tempted to walk past that crippled man and just say, I'm so sorry, but you're on your own? But he stops. He bends down. He looks at this man right in the face and he says to him, look at me. And that crippled man looks up excitedly, expecting to get some money. But Peter says to him, look at me, I've got nothing. I can imagine the crippled man thinking, is this some kind of sick joke? But Peter says, I've got nothing, but I can give you Jesus. And he's got everything you need. Give me your hand stand up and walk." And he did. How did did Peter get the strength and the power to do that? You know, a few weeks earlier, this broken, guilt-ridden man looked into the eyes of Jesus and a whole lot of things were transferred. To him, This is the man who had promised to love and protect Jesus. But when the heat was on and Jesus was arrested, he denied that he knew him, not once, but three times. And this has gone down in history as one of the greatest acts of cowardice. Jesus appears to him after the resurrection. He appears especially to Peter and he says, look at me, Peter. I wonder what Peter expected. I'm sure he expected Jesus to be angry. I'm sure he expected Jesus to say, look at me, you disgust me. I can't believe what you did, how you let me down. But what did Jesus say? He said, look at me, Peter. I am giving to you the task of looking after my beloved people to continue my work, to announce to the world that God's love and grace is unconditional and all-encompassing. And I can imagine Peter saying, but Jesus, why are you giving me that task? And Jesus saying, because, Peter, you are the one who has experienced incredible grace and forgiveness, so you are the one to pass it on. What did Jesus transfer to Peter with that look at me? Forgiveness, love, encouragement, purpose, power. And this is the Peter who can then say to that crippled man, look at me. I've got nothing of my own, but I can give you Jesus and he has everything. Mums, we've got nothing. It's actually quite freeing to admit that. But we can know the one who has everything, Jesus. The greatest power in the world. A mum who can pass Jesus on to her kids. You know, Jesus said he would change the world that his kingdom was on the way. Well, that kingdom is here now and it resides in every mum and dads and uncles and aunts and grandparents and friends of young people who look into the face of Jesus, experience his love and grace and forgiveness and wisdom and then are able to say to those young people, look at me. I've got nothing, but I can take you to Jesus. Special word to mums, your greatest legacy is to pass on your faith in Christ. We all want our kids to flourish. And that is Christ's desire for every one of our kids. If this is a new thought for you today, Maybe this is the beginning of a journey for you. Let's pray. Jesus, it is a strange old world we are living in at the moment. For mums, many of us have spent more time with our kids than we have in a long, long time. And there have been wonderful moments and great joy, but there has also been exhaustion and the frustration of very little me time. I pray that you would give every mum a supernatural dose of patience and wisdom and self-control and forgiveness and love and, in other words, we need you, Lord. Fill us anew with your Holy Spirit to inspire us to be what we cannot be alone. And for anyone listening who has not ever said yes to you, I pray that today might be the day when you realise your inadequacies and reach out for Christ's power and love in your life. All Jesus needs is a willing and longing heart and all we need is his presence. And finally, let me pray for women right now for whom Mother's Day is a painful reminder of heart wounds, of all different kinds hold them close lord and be their comforter as they look to you for their purpose amen
0: we really hope you got a lot out of this message if you live in the perth area we'd love you to join us for one of our live experiences for times and directions as well as information about our great elevate kids and elevate youth environments